Christmas and New Year's We'll find you home There'll be no more sorrow No grief and pain And I'll be happy Woo! Happy, uh... What is today? Today is Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Woo, it's almost December. I am in these holiday moods. Uh, it's uh, Wednesday, the, uh, the 29th. And uh, it's good to be alive. Good morning. I'm Babs Rose Ivy and welcome. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm glad that you're tuned in. I know some of y'all are getting in your cars or you're in your cars and you're just like, where is this chick? Why can't she start this show at nine? <laughs> well, technology. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on technology. I'm going to blame it on the moonlight. I'm going to blame it on the boogie. <laughs> so good morning. How's everybody doing? Uh, I think it's cold in the elm today. I think I think cold is slipping up, but then I think it's gonna slip back to being a little bit warmer. So so I'm, I'm listen. We 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 uh we are we are uh getting uh some some good grace in this weather, cause you know you know how we do in Connecticut. It's gonna come. And I saw the snow flurries yesterday. I was like, I didn't go out yesterday, not one bit. I did not go out. I had work to do and the day flew by. I mean, I went out on the porch and stuff and breathed fresh air, but uh, it was, it, it was cold. And I, I looked out and I saw the snow and there was that heavy flurries, you know, like, like falling slush. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like that. So. Eh. We'll, we'll muddle through. We'll get through. I, I've been playing Christmas music which I love. I go back to the gym today and uh, see Robert. <laughs> uh, I think today is going to be leg day. So, you know, I could barely lift this cup. So I'll probably be barely able to walk. But we'll see what happens, saints. I'm committed. I'm, uh, I feel, I feel it. My arms, I feel it in my arms, my shoulders. I don't feel it doesn't hurt like it's not a pain it's just that I feel that I have lifted some weights in my shoulders in my arms I feel like I've, I've and I have you know so uh yeah he gonna he's gonna work he gonna work me out brother gonna work it out <laughs> he, he is dead serious about this and uh and we set a goal we set a goal. And uh, and uh, I was like, all right. So I've got a goal. So we're gonna try to get to it. I'm gonna try to get halfway to it by my birthday. That's that's the plan. That is the plan. So last night, um, I had my very first call for the Senegal Writers Residency trip. That's coming up in February. And uh, it's going to be about 12 of us going on this trip. So 12, 12 of us. Some people are going at different times. Some people are going for a week and they leave at the end of January. And then some of us are going for the two and a half weeks in February. So almost three weeks in February. 
So I'm in that camp. So I'm 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 so looking forward to it. To spend that much time in Dakar and uh, La, uh, La Petite Cote, it's just going to be. I think I'm already I'm already in awe of it. I'm already in awe. So it's the Sea Sea Salted Honey uh, Writers Residency, and uh, and I met Nicole because I was on a panel. Uh, at a at a at a, a justice summit at Trinity last year, and I met her and I sat in on her her writers workshop because my panel wasn't until you know the afternoon, but they invited me to come um, during the day, and I did. I'm so glad I did because I sat in on her her writers workshop, and I just fell in love with her. Like I just the ease in which she taught writing and talked about writing was just everything for me. Um, so when she put it out there, uh, I think this was her second trip. And uh, I think she's, a, I think this is her sixth one or fifth one. Um, but I, I'm just excited. So, and delighted. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, child. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we had good conversation last night with the women. And these women are powerful, heavy hitters. Oh God, I mean they are just, uh, uh, just amazing. I just was like, "What? I'm in this company? Like, how am I in this company?" And listen, I'm not selling myself short. I just know when I'm in the presence of greatness, I, I, I'm not. I'm low man on the totem pole when it comes to being in a room full of great people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even say I'm even in the category. I'm sort of like just in their space by grace. <laughs> these women were, these women were, I mean, I, impressive is not the word. They was just about it. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm up in here. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm in the room. That's all I can say. I'm in the room. And listen, I know when I when I'm in the room full of greatness, it's not lost on me. It is not a listen. I don't even fake the funk. I, these women were impressive, let me tell you, and they were young. I was like, I wasn't that impressive. I'm not that. I'm not impressive now, and I'm old. So, you know, but yeah. So we had a good conversation. It was like an hour and a half. Um, you know, there's some things that I got to do. I made good notes and she recorded it. So you go back and I can go back and listen to it. Um, but we went around the group and we introduced ourselves, you know, our names and pronouns and all that other kind of stuff. Um, the, the goals are one, uh, to return to the motherland. Yes. Um, to uh, create liberation inspired art. And she had me a liberation. And three, uh, to connect to ancestral wellness technologies. You know, they do, they're doing some yoga in the morning. You know, I, you know, I really hate yoga. <laughs> I, I try not to hate it, but I, I just hate it. And it was yoga, hot yoga at that, that set me on this path to getting my hips replaced. And the doctor said, well, you know, heat and yoga, uh, you are, you had arthritis in your hips and it was going to show up anyway hot yoga just sped up the process activated the process sooner 
And, and, you know, he was like, that's probably to your benefit because, you know, you're a relatively young woman and you probably wouldn't have gotten here for another, you know, few, several years. So actually it worked out in my favor that I got my hips replaced at, you know, 50, 58, 59, right? It just worked out better insurance wise. I mean, just, it just all the, all the stars were aligned. So, so maybe I don't hate yoga. I do. So they were like, oh, can you bring a yoga mat? Can I bring a yoga mat? I'm going to put a yoga mat in my bag. I'm going to do it though. I'm going to do it, girl. I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't do it, girl. Oh no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love when people use that, that, that audio. Don't do it, girl. I'm going to do it. I'm a, don't do it, girl. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it, girl. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, girl, I did it. <laughs> so now I saw I saw an Afrocentric yoga mat somewhere. So I might just order that. Stick it in my bag. And you know, I travel. I, I pack light. I, I, I pack very light. And uh, it's hot. And uh, it's hot in uh, uh, Senegal, the time that we're going. Um, we have to bring a uh, mosquito repellent. Uh, so yeah, I'll do that. Um, we need a yellow fever vaccination. I'll get that. Uh, so we have to bring all our riding supplies. <sighs> so I don't know what the hell that's going to look like for me. Probably some note, a notepad notebook i got enough journals to last a lifetime so i don't need to buy a new journal so maybe it's just grabbing a journal and taking it with me so i'll do that uh uh so we're going to spend a few days in dakar which is a bustling city and we'll take in all that and then when we get to petite uh la petite coat which is a fishing village Oh, everything slows down. The car is a turn up. La Petite Coat is a turn down. And that's where you'll do your writing. Um, so we'll be staying in a, uh, on grounds that has a pool and all the stuff. So so it'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll be really, really good. Uh, so I'll make sure I bring uh, hats and I'll bring a shawl because it gets cool in the evenings, I guess. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be fine. So it'll be 13 of us across three residences. So, so you know, the usual stuff, European outlet converter. Um, I, I was going to bring my laptop. I don't want to travel with gadgets. I just don't. Because, you know, you run the risk of losing it, banging it, doing all kinds of stuff. The only gadget I'll have is my phone, you know. And uh, I need to bring probably my, my machine, but I'm going to try not to bring it. If I can get this weight down a little bit, I can not have a machine, I think. Uh, so you need sunblock, you know, because it's going to be bright. Uh, and I suggest you bring your own bath towels. Not a lot, just they'll have towels, but, you know, laundry is done once a week. So you might not want to use the same towel over and over. So I may just, you know, put a towel or two in my bag. Uh, and all the stuff that you need for your toiletries. Uh, 
So it's cool in the evenings. You know, I'll bring all my medications. As a matter of fact, I'll pack all that stuff. You know, I, I know how to pack. You know, bring your slippers and house shoes, you know. And, and you know, that's just a couple of flip-flops. You know, and I've got flip-flops. So, you know, put those in the bag. You know, they just re reminded us that Senegal is not the U.S., so there'll be some comforts that we won't have. You know, bathrooms are clean, but they're different than what we would be accustomed to. Um, so, you know, I'll slip some some personal items in my bag, you know, little wipes and stuff that I might need. Uh, oh, we need two white outfits, but you know, you know, a color-coordinated outfit is necessary, I guess. So <laughs> I'll bring some shoes with the rubber sole that you can walk in because the gory island is not for sandals. You need rubber rubber shoes. I was like, okay. So I mean, you know, I this is good to know. This is this is good to know. So um so to be about three to five people in a residency, we'll all have our own rooms. Some of us will have our own bathrooms. Some of us will have to share bathrooms. Uh, and, uh, you know, have all your, your documentation, you know, make sure your passport is uh, up to date. I believe my passport is fine. I don't think I have to renew it for another couple of years. I think 2026. Uh, I think, or maybe longer. I'm going to double check. <laughs> I want no surprises. The last time I... Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I need to renew it for another couple of years. So, but I'll I'll double check cuz I don't need any problems. You know what I mean? Like I don't need any problems. And uh and I pack very light. So, I'm not even going to sweat that. I'm going to pack very very light cuz I I don't like carrying a whole lot of stuff. And I want to be able to put stuff, I want to be able to shop. So, I I know how this is going to go for me. You know, I'll just bring a couple pair of pants a dress, a whole bunch of tops, and uh, a, a pair of hard shoes, and the rest sandals. That's how I'm gonna get down. I don't, I don't, I don't like to go with a whole lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't, and I'll pick a color that I'm gonna go with and just pack accordingly. So it might just be a black and white story, since I gotta bring white anyway. So you need to wear white for two, two things. So, you know, I don't know if I have any white dresses. You know, white, white is just not a color I like that much. I wear white all summer. Don't get me wrong. You know, I got white linen. I got some white linen for you. Uh, so now I, now I got to go back and look through my summer stuff that I just packed. <laughs> See, see what I'm going to bring, you know. And the good thing about linen is, you know, you could um, you could roll it up. Now, I, tr I travel e with ease and comfort, so I'm not worried about that. Because, uh, you know, you have to get through the airport. And I have to wear compression socks when I fly. And this is a nine-hour, ten-hour flight. So, you know, damn well, I'm going to have on. I, I, I wear compression socks just flying to, like, down south. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to have compression socks on when I fly. Uh, across the world so I'll do that and uh, I had to buy my ticket today I saw a ticket that I wanted 
a nonstop round trip. And I'm going to upgrade to uh, to premium economy because I don't want to be in economy when I go to Africa. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want a little bit more comfort. Uh, I feel like I'm going to the motherland. I mean, I just came back from the motherland. But, you know, going to the motherland, you need a little... A little more something, 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 something. So I'm, I'm going to handle that. I'm going to handle it. And uh, and then I'm going to have my bag freed up so I could I could do some shopping. <laughs> like I could bring back some fabrics and stuff, put it in my bag. You know. I'm going to go very, very light, very, very easy. That's my goal. That is my goal. So I'm going to see what I could get into. And, uh, you know, so even if it's just two pants and a dress, I don't care. I got enough stuff to make it work. Seriously. You know, like lots of stuff. And uh, T-shirts and stuff. And so it'd be fine. I mean, I've got great T-shirts. So a pair of pants and a T-shirt every day. You know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, ease. I'm going with ease and comfort, you know. And she's, you know, she made a point of saying, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you don't need to dress up for uh, la petite coat, you know. And and I'm not, I'm not dressed. I, I mean, I dress well anyway. So with ease, I, I just like ease, you know. I, and I don't wear high heels, and I've got cute sandals. So, you know, I got sparkly sandals. I got, so I, you know, I, I know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to make, I, I'm just going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. Trust and believe. I'm going to work it out. And uh, I'm I'm getting excited. So as I am moving stuff around in the, in the apartment, uh, bulk trash happens at the end of the week. And, uh, uh, I'm going to put some stuff out. I'm so excited. And uh, it's going to be good. And let me let me also say, uh, the season of Advent is upon us. And uh, and this year we're starting, you know, I follow Hannah uh, Brencher, uh, who, I, who I adore, who I think is a, an amazing guidepost. And, uh, you know, I've been doing uh, The World Needs More Love Letters since the very beginning of when she started this. Um, and so I signed up to to do the next round of the holiday version of the holiday commitment campaign for more love letters. And so you know how it goes. She gets letters from people who are feeling some kind of way about the world or their lives or whatever. And, and we sign on to write love letters, gather them, and then we send them to them. They gather them up and then they send a package of love letters uh, to the person who is in need so that they have a packet of encouraging words. And it's one of my favorite things to do. And I've been doing this for uh, at least a decade. And it has to be at least a decade since I've been doing this. And, you know, I, and I love, I'm a paper girl. So, you know, you get a piece of paper, you trick it out, you put, you know, you make it pretty, you do all the things. And, uh, and then you send it off. You don't send it to the person. You send it to the, the person who's in, who, who, who you're assigned to send it to, who gathers them. And then they put it in a, a bigger envelope for the person, you know, because, you know, safety. Um, and you send encouraging words and, and, you know, like, don't, you know, they tell you what not to say, like, you know, don't, 
don't be sending people scriptures and stuff like that and whatever, you know, because you don't know what people's whatever. I mean, but there's enough words out there that you don't have to, you know, beat somebody over the head with Christianity or or Islam or any of any of the things that you know can set people off. Um, you want to you want you want to uh, be supportive and helpful without uh, pro pro proselytizing. You know, so I'm not trying to. I'm not an evangelist. <laughs> I just play one on the radio. So so yeah. So anyway, Advent. She sent the Advent book uh, early this year. You and and it'll still hit my email every day. So I start my day reading the Advent lesson or the message of the day during the holidays, because, you know, it is about preparing for the Christ to return, right? Or the birth. It, it is to prepare you for the birth, because, you know, at this part of the story, we are waiting. And so, so Advent is about, you know, checking yourself and uh, as you wait in the patience of waiting for the light of the world to arrive, uh, what does that mean? What does that look like? So, so I'm excited, you know, and I, I, I read it in the wee wee mornings because the Muslims believe that uh, uh, Allah hears all prayers between three and five. Now, I don't know how they figure this out, but I dig it. <laughs> three and five a.m. So I'm usually up anyway at about four-ish, five-ish, you know. So I'm up anyway. So I'm sure I hold a court with Allah forever in a day because I'm always, I'm always up at between four and five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So, so, so yes, yeah, so I'm getting ready for that. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, a, it's just a level of excitement that I'm experiencing. And November has been so abundantly uh, amazing. You know, ever since I've done the abundance uh, uh, spell, it has been, uh, I have just been experiencing abundance across the board. And it's been, it's just been wonderful. I'm telling you, I'm in this season you know, because we in our lives, we all have these seasons where all the lights are green. Do you know what I mean? You ever go down the street sometimes and, you know, like particularly if you go down Whaley or Dixwell and you get all the green lights and you're like, oh, I'm winning. I got all the green lights. But then there are some days, you know, you hit every damn yellow, red light, yellow to slow the hell down and red to just stop. And it feels like a, a, a crawl. Red light, red light, red light, red light, and uh, and I always, I always, uh, I always imagine that the red lights are uh, are really designed for me to sort of stop and pay attention. You know, you ever see people run red lights and some of the most tragic things happen? Well, red lights are not supposed to be ran. Yellow lights are supposed to slow you down. And the red light is to stop. <laughs> so I, I would invite people to sort of pay attention to these kinds of guideposts because I see them as guideposts. So when when you go to when you stop at a red light, where in your life should you stop at a red light? Where else in your life could you stop? If the light is yellow, it doesn't mean speed up. And we've all been guilty of this. So I'm not pointing the fingers like, oh, you wretched people. Y'all are no, I do. I have done that myself time and time and time again. Speed up through a yellow light because I don't want to stop. But guess what happens? And and we've all heard the stories of people running stop signs, people running red lights, 
because they're in a hurry to they're racing to their deaths. And sometimes they're not racing to their deaths, but it's challenging to run a red light because you don't know what what's on the other side of that. So so every time I stop at a red light, I, I just do this little spiritual check. Where in my life do I need to stop? You know, where in my life? And uh, I remember one time I read this, I was reading this book and the woman in the book was a coroner and a minister. And in it, she said, I can't remember the book. I, I don't think I finished the book. I think it's probably somewhere around, but I read it years ago. Maybe I did finish it. I read it years ago, but in it, she said, every time she would hear an ambulance, however, wherever it was in the distance or near, that spoke to her prayer life needed to be stepped up. So if she heard fire engines and ambulances close, that means her prayer life is lacking. If she heard it in the distance, it means, okay, you've been praying, but not enough because you still hear the sirens. And I swear to God, swear to God, I heard that. And it was as if that book, that that passage was meant just for me. So whenever I hear, and my friends will tell you, when I hear uh, ambulances or fire trucks close, like Marquisha will say, oh, your prayer life must be lacking. <laughs> Every time I'm out there in these streets and I hear sirens, I'm like, you know what? I've not gotten enough prayer in, not gotten enough prayer in, depending on how close it is. And and, and there have been moments, times where I've had back-to-back -back sirens, back-to-back. -back. Like you, one right there, going further down the street, another one. Sirens, full on, woo, 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 woo. And I was like, you know what, God? Okay. My prayer life is sorely lacking. And then in that moment, I say a prayer. I say a prayer. This is what I said. I said, dear God, watch over the folks who are doing the rescuing and take care of the people who are being rescued. That's the only prayer I say when I hear sirens. Watch over the people who are doing the rescuing and watch over the people who are being rescued. And that that's prayer. That's my prayer to, for, for that. And then I then I remind myself I've got to be constantly in prayer all the time so that I don't need the reminders of the sirens. But I get them. And I know people are like, Babs, you live in the city. Of course they're going to be sirens. You're missing the point. <laughs> And I, and I want anybody who's listening to me, pay attention to when you hear sirens and then pay attention and then lay down on top of your own prayer life. If you have a prayer life, I have a prayer life. I used, I keep a prayer. I used to keep a prayer journal. Uh, I haven't done that in a minute, but I need to go back to making a prayer journal because, you know, when you when you make a prayer journal, it's very intentional about how you speak to God, uh, how, do, how you speak to God and uh and, you know, and I, 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 I gained so much spiritual muscle in my life that, you know, I just talk to God all the time, you know, and, you know, and I think a little bit of that is like treating God like fast food, you know, like, oh, okay, let, let me get this prayer in right now while I'm, while I'm doing whatever. I, I don't think God is mad about that. Like, 
I don't I don't see God as mad. I think God is like, whenever you talk to me, Babs, I'm a I'm a I'm a listen. <laughs> so if you half assed me on the fly, all right, I'll take that. God is like, I'll take that. <laughs> He's like, well, I know God is like Babs. I really like when you sit and you and I converse. You know, when you are conversing with me, and then when you get quiet, I can respond. <laughs> And I know God. God is like, Babs, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a take the prayers you throw out on the run. I'm a take them. <laughs> but I really like when you sit down and 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 you have the real time for me and talk to me, you know, like I'm some I like I'm like I'm something that you love. I was like, okay, God, I got you. I got you. I got you. You know, so so I'm very intentional about my prayer life. When when I'm not like treating God like fast food, <laughs> can I get can I get fries with that God? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so so I know I appreciate I know God appreciates when I sit down and slow 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 my roll and and um and and pour my heart out uh in a way that's intentional and deliberate and and centered without distractions of anything else. You know, and I know God takes the prayers anyway you give them. You know, I'm like, oh, I got to run in here. Oh, and blah, 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 blah. Here's the prayer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> ain't we all, ain't we all a work in progress? So, so I say all that to say that in my spiritual life, I, I notice the hands of God all the time. And I, and I, and it's just because I've, I've been trained to notice God, you know, when I, when I was at the mercy center and I spent four years at the mercy center, um, learning spiritual direction, you know, and, and becoming a spiritual director. And it really is about sitting with someone and helping them notice where God is. And you don't have to say much. This is what I love about spiritual direction. It is, it is like, uh, it is like walking with someone on their spiritual journey. And it doesn't matter what their faith is or what they believe. It, it has nothing to do with whatever, whether it's Allah or Yahweh or the Buddha or the Christ or whatever it is. You know, it is people wanting to sit and explore their spiritual life. Uh, and I'm here for it, you know. And and uh, and that's not the religious part of it for me. I mean, the religious part of for me is the ritual of going to church and all the things that happen in church and in congregation. I I I, I like that. I, what I can't about is just people, but <laughs> but I like I like I like to periodically drop into church, you know, and and get a little shoring up of communion of church. Do you know what I mean? Like the communion of church. So uh, it's 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 just that it's just it's just that's just how I I, I roll. But I, 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 I do like, um, I think I'm going to pick back up my, my prayer journal and, uh, and just, you know, and it, and it's not a lot, you know, depending on how you feel or not feel, you know, you just jog some, you jog some stuff down, you know, and, and people, people think they have to be, you know, uh, heavily articulate about prayer or, or, or rose words or, you know, whatever. It's just like, you know, sometimes the prayer is God, watch over my kids. 
you know, uh, direct their steps, direct my steps, you know, help me to notice when I'm being an asshole. <laughs> That's the prayer. <laughs> you know, help me, help me do your will, you know, and I, and not, and not your will, like these crazy people, you know, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't go in for that, that harsh, you know, uh, I think, um, uh, spiritual direction and religious study is is about the margins of things you know people are so people take religion so literal that i think they're so busy doing the thing that they're not doing the thing <laughs> you know they're so busy i have to get this i got to do this i got to follow this i got to do that that they that they forget that 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 it's a guide it's not if this is my opinion, because people people have religions that have hard and fast rules about how they gotta operate in the world. And I'm not knocking that, because if that's your grace and it saves you, then go with it. But for me, I just feel like uh I mean, of course, I'm not gonna go kill people. So I mean the Ten Commandments are pretty, pretty, pretty direct. But all the other stuff though. You know, I think I am more. I am more. I, I think I think the 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 rules are easy. I think what is hard is love thy neighbor as thyself. That's where people get it all effed up and and twisted because they don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feed the poor. I don't want to go visit the jail. I don't give a damn about the infirmed. The widows, I don't care about. <laughs> and, and and they'll quickly tell you, I'm not, I'm not killing anybody. I'm not this, that, and the other thing. I don't cut. I don't L love is the hardest thing, and that's at the heart of all of it. That is at the heart of it. And if you if you are following direction without love in your heart for it. Is it even worth your while? What are you doing? If you don't love it with all your heart, then what are you doing? <laughs> you you think God doesn't see you? <laughs> you don't think God doesn't see you, your content or your wishy-washiness about whatever it is? You know, if you're not jumping up and down and leaping forward, to that thing, and if there's nothing in your life that excites you that way, then I think you got to go back to the drawing board. That something has to excite you, you know. And when you find that excitement, that's that's where, that's that's the the nod from God, right? The excitement. When you are excited about something, when you can't wait to get to service, to serve. When you and I know people. I know people who genuinely serve because they feel the call of God in them and it excites them to do it. And even though they have weary, weary days and, and they are uh, sometimes their, their heart is heavy for whatever is going on in the world, the service to others is not a chore. Not a chore. It's not a chore. It's not a chore. And so to serve God, if it's a chore, I would invite you to, to revisit that and ask yourself, 
what is it that I find hard about this? What is it that troubles me about this? What is it that uh, does not bring me joy? You know, and and people people bandy about bringing joy in a very selfish way. The way we have these conversations about what brings us joy is is very self self centered. You know, and I, and I get it. I get it because for so long, so many of us have worked for the greater good because the greater good needs to be done. Right? A lot of us do that. Well, it needs to be done. And you don't find any joy in that. And And I would invite people to say, when you say that, then add to it and look what I am called to do. And see if that doesn't lighten your heart. You know, like, oh, we gotta we gotta go and set up and feed people. But oh, look what I am called to do. Right? Like that for me, that is that is the the invitation for joy to say, I'm in this moment that I get to serve in a capacity uh uh that is doing God's work. And God's work is not easy work. It's just not. I mean, you read the you read the work of Mother Teresa. Man, she 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 was mad. <laughs> she was yeah. She had a lot. She she was annoyed and pissed off a lot, but she never lost sight of the fact that she was called to this work, and that the divine called her to this work, and and she didn't lose sight of that. Even when she was annoying and pissed off, and and you know, to be a nun in the in the in the company of priests, a woman, you've got to be annoyed. <laughs> Particularly when you're around some dumbasses, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but oh, look what I'm called to do! Look what I'm called to do! And I have to remind myself because uh, there are things that I do. Um, I mean, if you're a parent. There are things that you have to do as a parent and it's time consuming. Cause I remember I, I really hated going to parent teacher nights. I hated it. <laughs> and I have to say to myself, but look what I'm called to do as a parent. I get to shepherd children and their, and their uh, found educational foundation moving forward. And once I centered myself in that, I was like, okay, all right, I got this. And and go and see to it that they get what they need so that they could go to the next level. And that's how I had to center it. So I wouldn't be stuck in this, oh my God, I hate this. Because <laughs> I hate it. But I had to redirect that energy. And I do that a lot. Because you know what? I hate going to meetings. I'm going to tell you right now. I hate meetings, <laughs> but meetings are necessary because you have to gather people for an agenda so that you could do a thing. <laughs> oh, and look what I'm called to do. Look what I'm called to do. Look what I'm called to do. And so that just, that, that calms me and centers me back into, you know, meaning I have this ability, this talent 
And guess what? And look what I get to do with it. I get to use all this talent, this God-given talent for the greater good of this thing over here. How could you be mad about that? <laughs> How can you be mad about that? So that's so so it's it's all spiritual for me. It's all how I walk with God. It is all how I spend time with God. It is all. And listen, I tell people all the time, you can wrestle with God. God is big. <laughs> I wrestle with God all the time. <laughs> all of my life, I've been wrestling with God. I have left God. I have put God down. I have broken up with God. But guess what? God ain't never broke up with me. Even in the darkest moments, even when bad stuff was happening to me, even when I was a child, I never felt God deserted me. And I know people who feel like God has deserted them. I don't know what that's like, so I can't speak to it. But I've never in my life felt like God deserted me. It, it, even if my prayers weren't answered, they were answered because sometimes the answer is no. And that's hard when you are up against something and you just desperately want things to work in your favor. But sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes when you get a no, it takes you back into a contemplative, a contemplative place and a place of discernment so that you can understand, was that the thing that I really needed in that moment? And that's where um, spiritual, spiritual uh, uh, maturity comes in. Because when you hear a no, uh, you think that it is a moral failing or you wasn't good enough or or you weren't deserving or all or any of that. But I would I would say to someone, the no isn't that you weren't good enough or that you have some moral failing. The no simply says, let's redirect. Let's E-N-D. Let's move to an end, an entirely new direction. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes the no is an end, entirely new direction. And that's hard when you counted on or you were desperate. And desperation is a, is a thing. I know what it is. I, desperation caused me to create a firestorm in my life and sent me to federal prison. <laughs> desperation. And you know what desperation is? Desperation is you not believing that you have community that can help you work through whatever it is. That's what desperation is. That's how we get to suicide. That's how we get to making bad decisions. That's how we have we ruin our lives because we get in places of desperation. And then when you when you get to a place of desperation, on the, when you stand on the intersection of desperation and opportunity, bad shit happens. I'm sorry, bad stuff happens. You make bad decisions, you know. You make bad decisions. So when you build a community, so when you get to know, if you have a community, guess what happens when you have a community of your, your making and design and support? When you have community, that no becomes, uh, okay, let's look at this another way. Do you hear me? Let's look at this another way. So no isn't, oh, no, you can't have that. No means, sometimes no is, you need to do something else. Or this is too small for you to have. Or there's a bigger get out there 
and you are wasting your time on this because you're desperate. You're desperate because you think this is the answer. This is the answer right here. And why And why am I hitting this wall? Well, E-N-D, it's time to end. You got, it's time for you to move into an entirely new direction. I Listen, I have learned this. I have learned this. That's why when people don't ask for help and they keep hitting walls, and I was like, you know, the lesson is if you just ask for help, <laughs> everything changes. <laughs> I was telling my son, because my son is in some trouble right now. My oldest son is in some real trouble. And he keeps making these decisions that jeopardizes his freedom. And I was like, son, you know, you know how you can change your direction and trajectory of your life? Stop making these dumbass decisions that you know are dumbass decisions. <laughs> You know, whenever little I used to say to them, because they would lie. And I was like, you know how you stop being a liar? <laughs> Just stop lying. <laughs> walk in truth. I say, when you walk in truth, when you make different decisions about your life, the world opens up in a real way to support your decision-making process. But if you keep making decisions that you know are categorically wrong, immoral, just bad, then you always going to be up. You're always going to be hitting a wall. And what you put out there comes back, just keeps coming back until you learn the lesson. And uh, I'm hoping that he'll learn the lesson. But, you know, he had to go to court yesterday. And, and you know, I, I try not to say, look, but I said to him, I said, listen, if you want a different life, I said, let me tell you something. I'm not the manager of your life anymore. I'm just a consultant. And I'm going to give you some unsolicited consultation. Because you ain't asked me a damn thing. But I'm going to give you some unsolicited consult cons consultation. I'm going to give you some free damn advice, son. Stop making choices that challenge your freedom. Do you understand? Stop making choices that challenges your freedom. Make freedom decisions. I don't know if you heard me. Because you know, I could tell you better. I could show you better. I could tell you. I said, this is this is an unsolicited consultation. I said, I know what I'm talking about. But you know, everybody's got everybody's to go down their path. And they got to learn. And he's going to learn. Do I want to see my son go to prison? Hell no. I don't want to see any black, any more young black men have their asses locked up in this carceral system in the United States. But there is something with our young people that is missing, that we are missing, that we have not put in place for them or something, something, because they are willy-nilly marching their asses uh, and giving up their freedom. They are not making freedom decisions. They are not making freedom decisions. And my son is not making freedom decisions. And there's not a deal. I, I, I have tried to do all that I know to do, you know. And I'm not one of these parents that's like, I think what the decisions he's make is a reflection of the parenting that he was given. I'm not, I'm not owning that mess. Not when I, we were intentional about every message, every opportunity. Everything that we put in front of them, we were intentional and deliberate about what they needed as children, nurturing, and all the things. So, 
I got to get my prayer life back a little tighter. I think it's pretty tight now, but I'll do a little something else with it. I got to get my, commit to a, a prayer journal again and just write my prayers out, you know. And I used to do it, you know, first thing in the morning or before I go to bed at night. There's something exciting about when you write your prayers in the morning, it sets the intention for the day. It's like morning pages. You know, like if you read, uh, 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 you know, art, uh, oh, what is the art, art, the way of art or something or other. So morning pages, you get up and you just write, write, you know, if you're a writer, you just write, you don't edit, you just write, you know, uh, and I appreciate that. And I did that for a little bit, but I, I do like the idea of, of, of writing prayers out in the morning because I feel like that sets the intention. You know, and I and I I start with dear God, fill me with the ability to do what I need to do in this day. You know, um, I still get up every morning and and say, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see the Christ in everybody. Whoever I encounter, they're gonna be the Christ. I I attempt that every day, and I fail miserably because I could you know people will cut you off in traffic or you know, bump you or, and then, and then you just like, <laughs> you just come out your bag and you no longer see the Christ. <laughs> you, 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 you in turn become the devil because, <laughs> because the world will set you on fire and you're like, if you don't get out of my way, if you know, if you, blah, blah, blah. so, so starting my morning with, uh, uh, a prayer journal uh, will at least center me around um, at least center me with the, with the belief that I have some say in how I move about the day <laughs> until somebody gets in my way and turns me into the devil <laughs> but alright and then I and then I just recenter myself I'm like okay alright 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 and then I and then at the end of the day because uh, this was my routine at the end of the day I'd say you know what, God, forgive me for all my transgressions today. You know, forgive me for wanting to slap the ass out of somebody. <laughs> forgive me for being harsh with my children. Forgive me for, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And then, and then I would, and then sometimes you get some news about somebody uh, and you pray in the moment, but then when you get by yourself, you, you write out, you know what? I have a friend who's going through breast cancer. And I want to be like, dear God, watch, watch over her and hold her and uh, give her a good mind about moving forward in these treatments. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's real intentional. That's putting it out there. And, you know, that's what we mean when we say, let's cover somebody with prayer. That's, and that's how I, 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 I move through the world. Oh, I, I, you know, and I fall short. Oh, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I fall short every day. I'm probably one of the worst Christians on the planet. I don't like to go to church. <laughs> I like to go to church four times a year. You know, I try to get one in. I try to go get a church visit in once a you know once a once a season. You know, I love going to church on Easter. I love good Friday. Like I love church at that time. I I used to love going. My children miss Christmas Eve service. I remember the first first year in my church, Church of the Redeemer, um, when we 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 shut shut our doors, 
And I remember that first Christmas, my kids were like, well, where are we going? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And now my, now my children, they, they, they went to church. They didn't really give me push. Like my kids didn't give me a whole lot of pushback about not going to church. They just knew they was going. And if they grumbled, they just grumbled. Cause you know, black, black mothers don't play that mess. You know, like, you're not going to tell me nothing about not going to church. So they never gave me grief, but I knew, you know, they would always be like, oh, we got to go to church. Yeah. Get your asses dressed. Let's go. But when there was no more church and they still miss it, they miss it desperately. They miss it. So I was like, cause it's in them. I said, listen, church is in you. You will find your own church. Just like when I was a young person, I found my own church. So you just go and you think about what do you love about your church and then go seek it out there, you know? go find it. Um, and, and they haven't done that, but it's only because they're young and, and they don't think they need that. But I guarantee you, cause we all go, we all find our path back. Most of us we will find our, our way back to, to, to uh, a community of folks um, that is comforting to us and uh, uh, gives us uh, a familiarity around how we worship, you know? So, so yeah, so I'm just, listen, <laughs> Just, just, just be better humans. <laughs> I'll take a break. I'll be back at ten fifteen. The moon is right. The spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, the party's on, the feeling's here, that only comes to time of year. This is Harry Cruz, and you're listening to a WMOH NHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Sing their song, baby. 
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dawes that'll talk and we'll go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door Sure it's Christmas once
but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Oh, hold the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Kiss her once for me. Have a holy jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. I get so comfortable on the radio, I forget that I'm on the radio. 
I get I get so easily distracted. Like I'm nine. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at a little video or something or other. Ooh, I hope everybody is well. The second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. Happy Wednesday. It looks bright outside, bright and cold. <laughs> it's uh oh, what is the what is the temperature? It's uh, my my uh my my weather thing says the temperature is to rise. What what is it to rise to what? We shall see. Oh, it's 45. Oh, it's 33. 33 degrees. Woo! One degree from freezing. Oh, my God. And then I guess it's going to go up to 37. Tomorrow to get back up to like 46. Friday, 49. And then Sunday, I guess we'll get some rain. So... Uh yeah, they laid uh 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 Rosalind Carter to rest, I guess, yesterday. Or at least they gathered all the former presidents and first ladies um um for her. And uh I believe uh President Carter is in hospice too, but he, he got there. Uh so I, I suspect any moment now he'll he'll pass too, because you know, it's inseparable. Uh but I, I, I hadn't I didn't watch any of the uh uh the service on like you know the news circles, but I, I hear that the grandchildren were amazing and uh and people are saying that they may have a shot at um uh a political career, particularly one grandchild, a great grandchild. So okay, I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's these times, times like this where people sort of rise up. So, uh, so I'll keep my eyes open. Y'all keep your eyes open. See what happens. And I, I'm gonna go look it up on uh on uh I'll do a search and see what I can see because I didn't watch any of the service. And that's the other thing. You know, when we had the inner city office, you know, we had a big screen TV, so it would be on the news. So I don't I don't have news on <laughs> at the house. I don't have, I don't have news on like that. So I could tell you what the hell is going on. And I got two computers in front of me, uh, but I don't got the news on. So there you go. You know, there you go. There you go. Uh, but you know, we'll figure it out. We'll take a we'll take a look see. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll watch, and then I'll I'll come and talk about it. You know, uh, oh, Martha Stewart is going to be at the Mohegan um, Wine and Food Fest this year. She's gonna have you have brunch with her with uh, Martha and friends, January twenty eighth. If y'all are into that, you know. I've not gone to any of the wine things up at the Mohegan, you know, where you could drink all day. <laughs> I'm like, drink all day and did what? Get in your car and drive home? I'd have to stay. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to stay. So we'll see what happens. Ooh. That's a, that's a probably a no for me. Anyway, let me see what's going on in the news. What's, what's going on? 
I I believe there's a ceasefire going on in the in the in uh, Gaza. And I think they're trying to extend it. I I don't understand these these less less what have a ceasefire so people can get out before we start killing more people. And I believe some of the hostages or the held the held folks are. Uh, I don't think they're. I would. I don't know hostages. Um, are being released, and uh, I guess more than half of them have been released, and uh, uh, more to come. So, but there's a there's a real ceasefire going on, and it's just uh, it's unfortunate that uh, that we are we are in this moment. Um, I, I I don't I, I humans are just not good stewards of the earth, and I say this all the time. You're just not we're not good stewards of the earth, and so you just look at all this destruction. These people can't come back. I that's the plan. They don't want them to come back. You know they don't want them to come back, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's beyond unfortunate. It's downright immoral. You know, it's just immoral. That we uh that we'll spend so much time and money on destruction and death. But we can't spend the we can't spend equal amounts of money on building and healing and uh wrestling with uh problems. You know? You know, why 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 is it so easy to just kill people? You know, huge and it and you know who suffers the most is children. Like just children ones that suffer. We should we should have a moratorium on children suffering anywhere, everywhere in the world. I'm no diplomat, I just play one on the radio. But I swear, I, I just wish we could reach higher ground everywhere, everywhere in the world, everywhere, and start with the most desperate of places. Like Congo and Gaza and wherever else people are striving and strife and trying to get a better life and a better world, you know, anywhere. Just challenging to me. So challenging. And uh I, I just I just feel some kind of way about it. As we all should. You know, like we all should feel some kind of way. And 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 I'm I'm with most people on this. I'm on the side of ceasefire. <laughs> I don't give a damn who's shooting. Everybody stop shooting. Like everybody. Stop shooting. Because you know who's getting hurt? Children. You know. But all loss of life is sacred. All all life is sacred. I don't want to see anybody lose their lives. Particularly, particularly people who would have nothing to do with none of this, who are just trying to go about their lives, raise family, you know, and and do 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 just have a life. Well, I'm I'm hoping that all the intellect that is working behind the scenes will uh, convince folks to um, that this is not the answer. Like this is not the way to go about this. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It's 
anyway. So anyway, my, my good friend Sarah Lula went and saw X the Opera last night, you know, all three hours and 20 minutes of it. And she said it was spectacular. You know, she she she's glad she went. It was three hours and 20 minutes. But, you know, it's all right. You know, I'm glad she went. And high five to Anthony Davis um, for uh, such accolades. And uh, I, it's over, so I won't be able to, I won't go, I won't be able to, uh, I won't be able to get to it. Because um, I think last night and Saturday is the last, last, last run of this, you know. Gone are the days where things would run for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 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 I'm sure that they've taped it, recorded it, they edited it, cleaned it up, and then give it back to us uh, so we can watch it. You know, for those of us that uh, who can't. Uh, get to New York to see it, you know, so, you know, I just feel like I wanted to see it and uh, I just couldn't get, get to New York to see it. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just what it was. So, um, yeah, I'm having dinner tonight with my, my good friend Ife and Lauren. So we're having dinner tonight at Ife's uh, bachelor pad. <laughs> it's a bachelor pad. <laughs> so we're having dinner uh, uh, tonight, uh, and it'll be fine. It'll be great. You know, it's my favorite thing to hang out with people and, uh, you know, spend time with friends and talk and do all the things. So I'm... I'm looking forward to it, you know. And uh, I, uh, it's Wednesday, and my rule is it's time to throw out all Thanksgiving food that you did not eat. I had some vegan mac and cheese last night, but I think the rest of it is going in the garbage. So, you know, you know. So. I'm texting my daughter now because uh, it's got to get done. You know, she made pies, so I'm going to take... The pies are great, so I'm going to take the little pies with me tonight. I'm going to take pies over to uh, uh, to dinner tonight because they are so good, you know. And uh, so... So, yeah. So, anyway. The pies are good. I I I you know, you throw them in the in the you know, I got this Margo bought this convection oven thing that sits on the counter cuz our our oven oven doesn't work. And uh it's nice to uh heat it up in this thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. I had them. Yep, on the round plate. So, uh, no. so that was good. So, I'm gonna take the blueberry pies and uh, 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm get rid of the cookies. She baked some cookies, but you know, they're now they're like weapons because they're hard. <laughs> so, uh, so we're we gonna do that thing. And uh, that's it, you know. So, so yeah, that's the rule of thumb because I guess there's some conversation across social media. Like, when do you? I saw Ludacris talk about little, when do you stop eating Thanksgiving food? I think the Wednesday. I think the Wednesday after Thanksgiving is it. That's my rule of thumb, you know. Because normally the next food I eat will be like Chinese food or something, you know, or Thai food or something, you know, whatever. But we're 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 done. You know, and, and you know, there wasn't that much left anyway. So, you know, so I'm like, all right, it's it's time, you know, because now you're just picking over stuff, um, and it's not that much left. So, so it's all good. It's all good. Not that much. Not that much. And uh, so we're just gonna we're gonna pitch it. <laughs> And uh, I've got some, uh, I got some almond, uh, almond eggnog in there, which I love. And I meant to have some last night. Poured some, I meant to pour a little bourbon in it, but you know, I didn't get a chance to do that. So I was like, all right, we, we're not, we're not. Uh, I'll drink some more of that because it's so good. Um, but I didn't see a lot of uh, plant-based eggnog that I normally see. Like I didn't see the silk eggnog, Edge of the Woods. I didn't see. You know, uh, I didn't see the oat milk eggnog that I like. I got two different kinds that I don't normally get. And one of them I just didn't like, um, but one I did like. So I was like, all right, I'll make this do what it do. So so that was pretty nice. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I, you know, we had a, a crock pot full of collard greens, which is now just to, to juice. <laughs> So it's time to like, okay, kind of throw this out and uh, wash the pot, put it away, you know, that kind of thing. So, so yeah. Oh, my arms are so sore <laughs> from, from all that. Oh, all that weightlifting, weightlifting, weightlifting. So today I know it's all about the legs. I know you're going to try to kill me. I know it because, you know, he's like that. So we're going to go, I'll go today and, you know, muddle through, see what happens. <laughs> like, all right, let's get it in. Let's do, let's one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. We'll do all the, we'll do all the work. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, this is a new commitment. I like it. I like the time of day. I get off air, take a shower, put on my workout clothes, make my way over to West Haven. They're doing so much work. You know, I haven't been over there to the drag, you know, where, uh, where, where, you know, where the water is. Um, you can't go down that street because they, they build housing. I was just like, Oh shoot. You know, where chicks was and captains got all that, all that stuff over there. So the road is blocked off because they're doing all that work over there. But they put housing up there, which I guess is a good use of space if you um, you want some water views, beach access. I mean, it makes sense to develop it. 
you know. But I, I, you know, where they were going to build that ridiculous mall that they thought, this high-end mall. So all that housing has been torn down. Like, there's a few more houses they got to knock down. But it's, you know, they they pretty much got rid of most of it. It's freaky. So I don't know. I don't know what the plans are now, uh, what they're going to build. I wish they would have just kept the housing and just, I I don't know. I just, I just don't. I, leadership in government is just lacking. I tell you, it's just lacking. Cause you know, you had to get rid of those people had to give up their houses, like eminent domain kind of mess for what, for a damn mall that is not going to be built now because who the hell goes to the mall? You know, like malls are falling by the way of the dinosaur, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I, I just I don't know I, I think we we're 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 stuck without visionary leadership at 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 every turn we we just do the you know the very least of things I don't know do I sound frustrated because I am <laughs> like why is everything so why is everything so ridiculous I don't know I'm getting me to. Get me to working out, wearing out. Because I just, people are just in level of crazy. I don't get. That's all right. So, so I don't know what the plans are. I guess I ought to pay attention, you know, but it's not my town. So I don't really, do you know what I mean? Like if it's not your town, but you know, I go through there. So I just want to know what's happening. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask some West Haveners. What y'all, what y'all doing with that space over there? What's happening? You know, see, uh, see what's happening. So we'll see what's happening. I tell you what, uh, I wish there's a couple of things that I wish. I wish I would have saw Bruno Mars in Las Vegas when he had a Las Vegas residency. Uh, I'm a, I'm kind of an Usher fan, but you know, I didn't necessarily want to see him in Vegas. New edition is 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 uh having a is having a residency uh for a short period of time. And I and I, you know, Carla Morrison is a new edition fanatic. You know, she was she was riding with them from the very, very beginning. So uh so I know she's gonna catch this residency a couple of times. I know it. I feel it. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So uh, I was trying to tag her in the in the post, but it wouldn't let me do it. Uh, but I I know she'll uh, she'll she'll be in Vegas for the New Edition residency to see them in concert. So I haven't been to Vegas in a very long time. It's not my favorite place because uh, it just feels so fake to me. But you know, it's all right. It's all right. I don't hate it. And now I understand they got some vegan spots, so it might be worth my while to uh, make my way back to Vegas and catch a set or a show or something, you know, and not go when it's like ridiculously hot, which, which is, I don't know when that is because it's always hot. So I don't know. I do need to get out to California and see some friends. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, you know, the idea thing would be to fly to Seattle, see my girlfriend in Seattle and then fly to uh, San Francisco and see my other girlfriend in San Francisco. And um, and maybe that's something that I'll do when I get back from uh, Africa. I get back from Senegal. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll figure that out. Like, uh, 
make some time to to go out west because I haven't been out west in a in a good while. You know, if I can get the time off, you know, I don't know, unlikely, because I'm taking time off to go do this writer's residency. Um, you know, but I am looking forward to having Christmas off and uh, doing some painting and some work in the house. That's that's the goal is to uh, get some stuff done here and uh, try to uh, make this place uh, a little bit more welcoming and livable for myself. Because uh, if I get into somebody's law school, it's going to require a, a lot. So and that reminds me this afternoon, I got to work on the rest of my application stuff and see see what I need to do for each of these schools that I'm applying to. Because the goal is to submit stuff uh, soon, next day or so. And then I'd like to get this behind me. Oh my God. <laughs> this has been a lot. <laughs> It's been a it has been a whole lot. It has been a whole lot, baby. I've enjoyed it. I, and I don't say this because I didn't enjoy it. Whatever whining I put forward because of it was well worth it. I mean, I just whine. So there you go. Uh it's just, I'm just whining. I, I appreciate it though. I, I appreciate it greatly. And uh now I got to go find this thing. I got to go screenshot this or something. Because I, I want this. There's an outfit that I want. I got to. I love that I figured out how to screenshot. Because it, it used to be so hard for me to screenshot stuff. <laughs> it really did. It used to be. It used to be so hard. And. Uh, And it would just it would just be so challenging for me because I couldn't get it right. But now I now I'm like, I'm bad. You know I'm bad. You know it. The whole world. Yeah, I got it now. So there's something I wanna I need to uh put this link in so I can hang on to it. Yeah. Cause there's something I wanna buy that I saw beautiful. Uh, uh, robe, and I I want this thing. So when I went to look at it, and it's a little it's a little bit pricier than what I want, uh, but it is um, and it's a little bit out of the price point that I would be comfortable paying. But I'm gonna get it because I want it because it's so beautiful. I'll let you know about it later. You know, I'll let you know. Um, anyway. Yeah, I would say so. So anyway, it's uh Lexi is coming to the Schubert in March. You see, you know, she's a Delta. So you know we're gonna pull out all the stops. Uh I'll go see her. I yes, sirree, I will. I will, I will, I will, I will. Um, you know, I will definitely uh go see her and and I'm sure it's probably gonna sell out like it's gonna sell out like it's gonna sell out I know it is so I better just go ahead and buy me a damn ticket (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> you know, just just go ahead and just uh, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna oh, there's some breaking news. So Kraft's iconic blue box mac and cheese is finally ditching the dairy. So um, they're they're making one a vegan, a plant based one. Wow, I'm telling you. Y'all better get you some of this plant-based. And they're making plant-based uh, cheeses. American, cheddar, provolone. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Man. This is uh this is pretty, 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 pretty good stuff. Um pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff. I'm excited by that, you know. Oh, that's pretty. I'm not wearing that though. It's pretty though. That's pretty. Um, yeah. So, I just wanted to give you all that update that Kraft Kraft is making vegan cheese, macaroni and cheese in the box. <laughs> like woo wee. Like okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. That's pretty good. So who else is following suit? I'm waiting for all the fast food restaurants. Burger King is already doing it. So I'm waiting for McDonald's to give me a um to give me a uh an impossible Big Mac. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. To all be patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame bun. You can make that that burger a plant burger and that bread vegan bread. You could do it. If Burger King could do it with that damn Whopper, you could do it. You can do it. Now that makes me want a Whopper now. <laughs> now now I want a Whopper and fries. Ain't that something? Now I want a Whopper and uh, Whopper and fries. I do. I want a Whopper and fries. So let's see what happens. Maybe I'll get one after I uh, come from the gym. <laughs> let's see what happens maybe 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 I don't know um, we'll see what happens um, I like them damn Whopper those uh, impossible Whoppers at Burger King you know, I know people like Ooh, they cook in the on the grill and they cook the dough. I don't care I don't care. I do not care. But I know the peers care. Like, I know, I know the peers care because, you know, I get it. But it's not going to bother me not one bit. It's not, it's, uh, it's not going to bother me not one bit. I'm going to get it done. And uh, I eat it. <laughs> and you know what else is vegan at Burger King? The French toast sticks. French toast sticks are vegan. I wish they had better syrup though, because it's just high fructose mess. So I wish they just had better syrup. Even if they make us pay, you know, a few more pennies for it, I wish they had good syrup. So when I when I order the French toast sticks, and I usually just bring it home, I have good syrup at the house. Do you know what I mean? Like I have good syrup at the house, so I just use good syrup. <laughs> 
but the French toast sticks at Burger King are vegan. Who knew? I like them, so I eat them. I eat them, I eat them. I eat them. Yeah, so I go to Camacho Garage and get a hot dog and take all that stuff off of it. I don't need all that stuff on it. Sometimes you just need a hot dog that's clean and simple. And hot dogs, by rule, are not clean. But they can be simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it can be that simple. It can be that that easy. I don't like all the stuff on it. You know what I like on a hot dog? Yellow mustard and sauerkraut. That makes me now want to go to uh, Cats and get me a hot dog. Everything I everything I know is about food. <laughs> I go to Cats, the diner, the Cats Deli out there in Westville, way out there in Westville, and uh, and I get the Hebrew hot dog uh, with uh, sauerkraut. I get the sour yellow mustard and sauerkraut because they make it just how I like it. Uh, that's my favorite thing. Uh, and then I, I like the pickles that they put on the table. And the uh, and I don't like um, coleslaw as a rule. I don't like anybody's coleslaw except cats. The, the Jewish folks know how to make some damn good coleslaw. Now, I don't mess with them with potato salad. And as few white folks potato salad I will even look at. But they, they make a good coleslaw, which I like. And the pickles are mwah. So I sit there, eat all that, and then get my hot dog. Uh, I'll get some french fries and they do baked beans too so so that's my whole you, now you got my whole meal <laughs> um see see how I see how I eat I eat like this and uh and I think I'm focused on food this morning because I I didn't get to take my Olympic shot on Sunday because I have um a colonoscopy scheduled for Monday and and Olympic slows uh um, the function of your uh, 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 food processing into your body. And they can't have that when you're going to have a colonoscopy because all the stuff that you have to drink to clean you out. So I got to contend with that stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so that's it. That's it. That's the, that's the life I lead. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow... I do have a guest tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. And you know who I have tomorrow, which I'm excited about? Uh, I've got uh, Professor Tom Tyler uh, from Yale. He's the Stockholm Prize winner in criminology, just won the Stockholm Prize in criminology. criminology. And he's coming to talk about uh, uh, what that means and and uh, what criminology is. I'm, I'm excited to uh, have this uh, uh, conversation with him. Because this is a, um, this is a, a another part of that whole justice conversation. And so, anyway, so the prize is awarded uh, for outstanding achievement in criminolo criminological criminological research, uh, uh, or for the reduction of crime and the advancement of human rights. So, so improved knowledge of the causes of crime. At an individual, at an individual and structural level. So we're going to talk about that and more effective and humane public policies for dealing with criminal offenders. So I'm, I'm excited. He's going to be here tomorrow, and uh, we're going to talk about this. And uh, I, I think this is a pretty big damn deal. So, so yeah. So Professor, I'm looking forward to talking to you tomorrow about uh, 
criminology and what all that means. So I'll be back tomorrow, y'all. So stay tuned. Be good. Warm up. Put on your hat, gloves, pull your stuff out because it's cold outside. And uh, I got to go. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Paul. Be mm-hmm.